Good morning, everybody. Everyone okay? So I've just, I don't know if you know, you've been told, but I've, we're now doing this thing where like, basically we, we have two sites. So we have one here, obviously, and then one in, in Wheelie Castle. So I've just gone and spoken in Wheelie Castle, which is a real privilege and blessing. And I've had to come over here. The only thing they didn't tell me about is trying to find a parking space on a, on a Sunday morning. It's a beautiful moment. So I've left my car. No, it's fine. We, we, uh, we, we found somewhere eventually. Okay, so I'm not going to um, jibber-jabber anymore. I want to start off with, um, we're going to sh- get straight into a little bit of a quiz. Okay, who's up for a quiz? It's good because you're getting one. Okay, okay. So um, hopefully on the screen, um, I know the AV guys have been working super hard to get my uh, PowerPoint together, which is really appreciated. Okay, but I'll, I'll introduce the subject to you. So we're talking today a little bit about... Um, the subject of truth. Now, truth in the world we live in today can be quite subjective, can't it? And there can be people who, um, oh, look at that, beautiful. Okay. And people who, yeah, truth is a different thing. Now, you may have heard of this thing called fake news. Okay. Um, if you have ever been on social media or if ever you um, are on maybe YouTube or if ever you watch the TV, we can come across things which some people aren't sure whether they're true or not. So we're going to do a little bit of a fake a game this morning, which is called Fake News or Real News. So I'm going to give you some headlines, okay? And you've got to guess whether they're in fact real or whether they're in fact fake. There's five of them. Some are real and some are fake. And we're going to very simply do this by a show of hands. Make sense? You've got this. You've got this. Okay, first slide, please. Um, so the, the headline is... Robot, a robot becomes head teacher in school, in a school in Wales, okay? Robot becomes head teacher in a school in Wales. So, I think for a moment on that. If you think that is real, I need to put your hand up now. Come on, loud and proud. Yeah, it's two. Okay, if you think, oh, three. Come on, I saw that, saw that last hand. If you think that is fake, hands up now, please. Okay, bye. That is a clear majority. And the next slide, please. It was, in fact, fake news. So well done to you, fake news people. Well, you give yourselves a round of applause. Well done. Okay, number two. Next one is Australia moves. Australia is moving further north, which means people using sat-navs might struggle to find significant landmarks. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, real or, or fake? Hands up if you think that is, in fact, real. A few more real. Oh, okay, there you go. Okay, a few more. Okay, hands down. If you think that is fake, hands up, please. Okay, now the, the was the majority were saying real. Next slide, please. It was real. Well done. Well done. Well done to you people. You're winning at the minute. Okay, number three. This is painful for any women out there. Okay, woman gives birth to four stone baby. I know. It might be real. It might not be. Who knows? We're going to find out. Uh, if you think that is real, please put your hands up now. Wow, look at that. That's a good, okay. Maybe 50%, 45%, okay. And if you think that is fake, please put your hands up now. Okay, that is the majority. Ladies, you will be pleased to know it is fake news. Okay, you'll be pleased to know because, yeah. Never giving birth myself, it sounds painful. Okay, uh, number four, next one, two more. World's first underwater golf course opens. Sounds good, doesn't it? Real or fake? Hands up if you think that is real. Hands up if you think that is real. Hands up, come on, loud and proud. Come on. Okay, fair, fair few. And if you think that is fake, hands up now. Okay, I'm going to call that, call that 50-50 split. It is fake news. Fake news. So you people who voted fake, well done. Okay, final one, final one. Um, 
the Humboldt, I'm going to try to say that, penguin, breaks into family home. Now, the headline says there, a family in Peru got a shock after a penguin found its way inside their home. The penguins believe to have been on the search for food, of course. Um, is that real or is that fake? Uh, hands up if you think that is real. Okay, great. Hands up if you think it is fake. Hands up if you want this quiz to be over as quickly as possible. Uh, Gordon, honestly. <laughs> it is real news. Well done. Give yourselves a round of applause. Well done. Have you got none right or all five right? You're all winners in my eyes. Okay. Um, now, that was hopefully just a little bit of a fun introduction to our, um, our message this morning. Those of you who were with us last week, you will remember that Rachel Jusum was here um, talking about... Um, uh, the, the identity, uh, the, the subject of identity, okay? And today we're going to continue on in this Freedom in Christ. This is kind of our series over the next few weeks, Freedom in Christ series. And today we're talking about that of truth and the whole idea of truth. Now, um, like I said at the start, in the world we live in, which is quite often can be a post-truth um, kind of society, it can be a, a, a thing where people um, say, okay, that's okay for you, but I don't believe in that for myself. How do kind of followers of Jesus, how do we as followers of Jesus know what truth is, first and foremost, and secondly, kind of be able to stand up for that truth? How does that work in our lives? When actually in the world that we live in, often kind of, um, it, it, when we think about things like um, gender and sexuality, those sort of things are just so kind of um, different now and so big, aren't they? And I don't know if, if you've seen, but kind of recently there's been different kind of um, people in, in, in the world of show business, um, I don't know why I said that for then, in the world of show business, uh, who have kind of have, 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 have come out and have talked about, they now no longer kind of um, identify as, as she or he, it's they and them, and all these kind of things um, have, have changed, haven't they? How do we, as followers of Jesus, know what the truth is and live by that truth? Oscar Wilde is quoted as saying that truth is rarely pure and never simple. So how do we do that today? So what we're going to do, we're going to focus on today, is we're not going to look at kind of like how we, we try to evangelism wise. That's a whole different subject in its own right. It's today just thinking about how do we hold on to the idea of truth. Okay, thanks. Next couple of slides, please, NG. Okay, in um, his book, Preaching to a Postmodern World, Graham Johnson says the following. He says, in the postmodern world, the authority of the Bible is brought into serious question. At best... Um, at, at best, the postmodern outlook places the Bible on equal footing with other sacred books like the Quran, the, the Vedas, the Talmud, and even less respected writings. Likewise, even those who do accept the Bible as carrying unique authority might also say that's your interpretation, not mine. So the first thing we look at is the Bible and how we, as followers of Jesus, how can we stand on the truth of the Bible, believing it's true? but also live by that truth ourselves. Now, I think it's, it's important to know, isn't it? Um, and uh, the next question is, how do we know that it's not just a book, but is in fact the inspired word of God? So a few facts for you on the screen about the Bible. Okay, first thing to know is that the Bible, some, there's been some 4 billion um, copies of the Bible sold or distributed ever. Now compare that to things like um, The Lord of the Rings, a trilogy which uh, has, has sold just over 200, 150 million copies. It shows where that kind of like ranks next to it. Every year, every year, over 100 million copies of the Bible are sold 
or given away. Okay, so every single year is over 100 million. Um, if you uh, kind of like to read your Bible on your phone or your tablet, the YouVersion Bible app has been downloaded over 250 million times, supporting over 1,000 languages. Now, people risk their lives, um, risk arrest, risk beatings for the Bible. I haven't heard many people uh, being arrested for the Lord of the Rings very often. Um, so it just shows the kind of some of the difference in, with the Bible. And then the last thing is together, the Bible is made up of books written over a series of, of 1,600 years. And it's written by at least 40 different authors. And they're books of history, books of poetry, books of, books of prophecy, um, letters and so on and so forth. Now this is where you're going to think I'm really clever. Okay, I'm going to talk about, about textual criticism. It's an absolute ruse. I'm not clever. I've just stole it off the internet. But it's really helpful to find out some of this stuff. So something called textual criticism. Okay, now what this is, is this is where... Um, scholars, thinkers, those, those bright kind of people, they study ancient manuscripts, okay? And they find, a, a, to discover their original wording. And what they're looking for is basically um, how many copies of them have been kind of written, how many manuscripts are there, and how close are they to the date of when they were written, okay? So it'll make sense in a minute. But there's some um, kind of ancient um, texts that have been written now I'm going to try and pronounce these I will not get it right okay so please forgive me in advance um, Herodias yeah I'll, I'll take your silence as a yes okay and Thidius Herodias' mate um, <laughs> they, they, they were um, sorry they were ancient historians and they wrote their they, they, their stuff they're around um, the 5th um, century BC. Now the earliest copies um, of their work is from 900 AD. So there's a 1300 year gap between it and there's only eight copies of their work. I live his Roman history, there's a 900 year gap and there's 20 copies of their work. Uh, say Caesar's Gallic War, uh, there's a 950 year gap with just 10 copies um, that is in circulation and Tacticus with a thousand year gap and there are 20 copies. Now, next slide, please. Coming on to the New Testament. This is really, really interesting. It was written between, um, the, uh, between 40 and 100 AD. The earliest manuscripts were written as early as 130 AD. So just a 30-year gap, potentially, between those, those manuscripts. And there are 5,300 Greek manuscripts, 10,000 Latin, and 9,300 others. Essentially... When we look at the, 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 the New Testament in particular, it, it, it stacks up really well against the other ancient writings and, and kind of thinkers and scholars that agree there's some merit in it, in, in, in what it is written and, and kind of the historical um, accuracy and fact of it. So that's just something interesting that I found because I thought it was really interesting to find out a bit about the background of the Bible. Now, I think facts are important. I think evidence is important. And how, however, I think for us, as followers of Jesus in here, if we're a follower of Jesus in here, our biblical truth, our biblical, biblical worldview should be taken from the Bible itself. So um, in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17, it says, All scripture is God-breathed from the very breath, the very word of God, and is useful for teaching, 
rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We know that the, the Bible was written by um, 40 or so different authors over a period, like I said, of about 1,600 years. Uh, we know that, um, but we also believe, because this, this scripture, it's not just the writings of men and, and, and different people, different thinkers. It's also the inspired, the inerrant word of God. It's, it's God speaking through these people so that we have this thing that we call the Bible today. And actually, the Bible, um, when we talk of truth, the Bible should be, as followers of Jesus, our, our measuring stick for truth, our yardstick for truth. It should be the thing that when we're unsure about a situation, whether it be in our, our own life or in the world, we look to the Bible as our source and our inspiration of, of truth. I don't know about you, but there's many times when I grapple with things, I ask questions about things, I'm unsure about what things look like. And you know what? I'm going to give you some good news this morning, for for some hopefully. There's no shortcuts to this, okay? There's no shortcuts to this. We must be in our Bible, knowing our Bible, and this this is our our source of life. It's the thing that brings us instruction about what we should be doing and, and where we should be doing things. We must read it, we must study it, we must grapple with it. Please, ask questions. You haven't got to blindly accept anything. It's okay to ask questions about kind of stuff that's in the Bible. But I do believe that as followers of Jesus, this is the thing that we need to come back to every single time as our, our um, filter for truth. And as it, said in that, as it says in that scripture, um, the, the two of the scripture, it says that um, we are reading the very words of God I mean, I, I, there's no other kind of better selling point for me than the very words of God in one book. Um, on the screen, 2 Peter 1 verses 20 21 says, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its orig- origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. What's that saying? It's saying that these things aren't just written by people. This book isn't just written by people. It's the very word of God. And that for me, when we think about truth, what better way do we want to live our life, lives through than the kind of the word of God in our own lives? Okay. Everyone still okay? Everyone with me? Good. Pleased. Pleased. Okay. Uh, next, uh, next bit we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about um, Jesus. Okay. It's always good to talk about Jesus in church, isn't it? Now, Jesus made... If you've ever read your Bible, ever heard much about Jesus, he made some big and some bold claims about himself, didn't he? Uh, just a few on the screen. In Matthew uh, 26, he says, I am the Son of God. In John 10, he says, I am the giver of eternal life. In John 8, he says, I am the light of the world. In Mark 2, I am the one who forgives sins. Um, in John 5, I am the future judge. He made some... Some big claims about himself, didn't he? And I know often, if you, read, if you read the Bible, a lot of the claims that he made really wound up the religious leaders. Uh, a lot of them were kind of like, you can't say that, Jesus. That's blasphemy. That's this, that, and the other. And they wound, wound, um, they, they wound the religious, religious leaders up. However, one of the biggest claims he made about himself, and I want to just hone in on for a minute, is found in John 14, verse 6. Thanks, NG. I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except 
through me. I'll say once more, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, Father God, except through me. So as we're focused on truth today, let's look at Jesus as the truth and why, why I think we can trust him today. Now, some of you will know this story, uh, but in John 18, and we, we come to the place where Jesus is stood be, uh, before Pilate. He's just been arrested and is about to be tried for the things that kind of he's been accused of, of blasphemy and all the things he's been accused of. And now Pilate is kind of talking with Jesus and saying, Jesus, you know, what's going on? Kind of like level with me. Tell me about what's, who you are, about, um, about what's going on. Tell me who you are. And Jesus says these things. He says in John 18, 37, you are right to say that I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born. And for, for this I came into the world to testify the truth to everyone on the side, sorry, testify the, to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. He he, Jesus is clear once again that he has come to, pro- to proclaim and to confirm the truth to those seeking it. So, a few things again, what is truth? And these are a few things that Jesus said about himself or people said of him. In John 14, uh, Jesus called himself the truth. Um, in John 1 and Ephesians 4, he, he says he was full of the truth. Um, in Mark 12, John 8, um, it says that Jesus told the truth. And in Revelation 21, 22, whose words were true. In Matthew 22, uh, Mark 12, Luke 20, it says that he taught the way of God in truth. And then lastly, in John 18, it said he came into the world to bear witness to the truth. I can only summarise one or two things. Either Jesus was one of the most arrogant and like twisted kind of people to have ever lived to make these claims or in fact and this is the one I believe just to caveat this he is these things that he's saying he's these things that he's saying he is the truth he is the um just that top one he called himself the truth that's a big thing to say isn't it about yourself now, in this, in this instance, truth isn't simply the absence of lies. When you think about truth, you often think of people telling the truth. The opposite to truth is lies, isn't it? But actually, I believe, we believe as followers of Jesus, that this quality is fundamental to the very nature of God. That God is truth. That we, in, 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 in God, we find truth and find life. Jesus was not only a man who proclaimed truth through his words and actions. He was and still is, I believe, the ultimate expression of truth for us today. One verse I was referenced in that, um, but I'm going to read it now. So it's, it's John 8, uh, next, yeah, thank you. John 8, verses 31 and 32. Jesus uh, says, he says, if you hold to my teachings, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus, we're talking about freedom in Christ over this, this series. Jesus is the truth that sets us free. He's the ultimate source of truth. He was the standard for living um, in our lives. He frees us from sin and the consequences of it, from deception by self, the world and the enemy. Jesus' perfect truth sets us free to be all that God has meant for us to be. I remember then, uh, basically a few verses on in John 8, verses 36, it says, So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. You are free indeed. If you're looking for freedom from whatever today, we really believe that is and can and will be found in Jesus. 
Okay, last bit I'm coming into now, last bit. So we've talked about freedom, uh, biblical freedom. We've talked about uh, Jesus, uh, freedom in Jesus. And now, because we're talking about truth today, uh, we're going to talk about freedom in truth. Um, because this freedom in Christ that we've been t- uh, this series in, what we want to... Um, there's a sense that actually when we, uh, when we know the truth, when we live the truth out, that that will, be, that will be how we find our freedom in Jesus. In John 8, 32, we talked about it before. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's what we come to, that's what we want to know, the truth of Jesus. So, what does it look like for us as far as Jesus to find the freedom in truth? And how would we? Act or behave differently from maybe the rest of the, the, the world around us. The one verse that sound, stands out uh, big in this is in Romans 12, verse, uh, verse 2. And it says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Sorry. When we find, when we find our freedom... In truth, when we find uh, what it means to be, uh, to, to be followers of Jesus today, actually, truth lives in and through us. And we don't have to be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. That might mean sometimes that we have to stand up for things which are unpopular. It might mean that sometimes we have to say or do things which people don't get or don't like. But actually, that's, that's okay. That's okay. There's, of course... Right and wrong ways to do things. I think there's right and wrong things that we can do or respond to things. But however, we haven't got to shy away from things. I don't know about you, but the temptation when you're asked questions, I've had it a number of times in my life. Ask questions like, what do you believe about sex outside of marriage? Uh, what, do, what, what does the Bible say about homosexuality? Is, is it a sin? Uh, what harm is getting drunk? I'm only affecting myself. I was born as a male, but now... I'm choosing um, to identify as a, f- a female. What are your thoughts? Those kind of questions are thrown at us, or can be thrown at us often. And the temptation is to either run away and pretend you didn't hear the question, um, kind of try and, and go around a way that maybe appeases people. However, I believe, as followers of Jesus today, we have to be standing up for the truth of the Bible. We have to be standing up for it, what, what we believe is the truth. And like I said previously, we have to be, of course, we have to be sensitive for how we do that, okay? And there's ways that are going to bring people on the journey with you, and there's ways that are massively alienate people. We don't want to be doing that, do we? We want to be alienating people. But we do want to be standing up for the truth, the truth of the Word of God, the truth of what we believe is to be followers of Jesus today. Um, John 16, verse 33, it says... I have told you, these are the words of Jesus, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Come on. But take heart, take heart. I have overcome the world. Remember, if we believe the words, if we believe what it is to be followers of Jesus, we have already won. We're on the winning team. Now I'm a Birmingham City fan, so I can't say that very often. Okay, but we are on the winning team. He wins, okay. He wins if we believe what it says in the words of Jesus. I have overcome the world. You will have trouble when we stand up for truth. We, we, we sometimes will be um, called different things or accused of being different things. 
But take heart, I have overcome the world. I wonder what it is for you. I wonder what it is for you that um, has been one of the most impossible things for you to believe. Now, prior to this summer, I was... I never thought I'd see the day that England got to a, a final of any description. Now, we were almost there, so close. Um, but why is it you find really hard to believe? I remember as a child, particularly, I really struggled with the concept of heaven. Like, I could believe in a God just about, I could believe in, in Jesus and he, he was a good man. But I was like, what on earth is heaven? Like, this, I just struggled to believe it. I remember talking to my mum particularly a number of times and asking her questions about it. And she says, it said to me, Jamie, it's just the greatest place you can ever think of. And as a child, I just thought, wow, PlayStation and football all day long. Come on. What a wonder that would be. But I remember having those moments where I just, thought, I just really struggled to comprehend. And what is it for you? What is it for you that you've got questions about, that you have unanswered questions about things that you just, man, like, I want to believe this thing, but I find it so difficult to comprehend that this could ever happen or ever be a thing. I'm coming to a close, and Hebrews 11, uh, verse 6, says the following. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, that Jesus exists, that God exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I think, sorry, quick bit of water. It is important to remember in all of this, in all of this stuff we talk of, the bedrock, the bedrock of our relationship with Jesus, of our walks as followers of Jesus, is that of faith. There's no getting away from faith, unfortunately. If you are looking and, and looking for every single answer, to the world's questions in this book, unfortunately, you won't find it, okay? You won't find it. Because actually, we, we have this thing called faith, where even though we, we, there's, there's some things that we just don't, can't quite make sense of, I and we who are followers in this room choose to believe, choose to trust, choose to believe, even in amongst the, the chaos of the world and things that we don't quite understand, we choose to believe those things. We choose to have faith in those things. Ultimately, it does take faith and it does take belief for us to walk with Jesus, okay? There's no shortcut to that, unfortunately. But our freedom in truth comes first from faith, actually, believing these things, because without faith, as it says in that scripture, it is impossible to please God. Remember, believing that Jesus exists, um, it, it's just the beginning, even the the demons believe he exists, even the, 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 yeah. But God doesn't want us to settle for a mere acknowledgement of his existence. What he wants us to do is to have active, dynamic relationships that will transform your life, that will change the atmosphere of place you walk into, that will make a difference to people in and around you, in your situations. And then the truth, you'll find the truth, and the truth will set you free. To sort today, I'm just going to do a bit of a, a kind of a shorter version of my message. Now, you probably thought, Jamie, you could have just done that in the first place and saved us half an hour. But hopefully it gives a bit of context to some of the stuff I've been talking about, just to kind of summarise. Your truth isn't mine. We hear that said all the time. So how do we know today, so how do we, 
So again, how do we today know truth as followers of the way? Well, it starts with the Bible, the most sold book of all time. How do you know it's reliable? It's not made up, it's inspired and it's divine. Scholars, thinkers, textual critics largely agree that the Bible has its merits. However, something is just another book written by fishermen, tent makers and poets. As followers of Jesus, the Bible is our ultimate guide. 2 Timothy tells us it's God-breathed and that's not meant to be an aside. The Bible is written by many different people over a number of decades. As followers of Jesus, it must be our final authority and be our truth for the world we live in today. When on this earth, Jesus made some statements. He's the way, the truth and the life, or so he claimed. In our search for truth, we can find it in Jesus. Do not be ashamed. Jesus said that the truth will set you free. We need faith to please God. Without it, we face an impossibility. So, want to find the freedom in Jesus that truth brings? Trust him at his word, throwing off all the questions of earthly things. I'm going to pray to finish off with. Just take a moment and let's just still ourselves before God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I want to thank you um, for today. And I pray, Lord, if anything that I've said is, is, has been unhelpful, that you'll shake that off, Father God, from people's minds. Because we know that we want to be hearing from you. So, Father, I, do, I just ask and pray that anything that's spoken into hearts and to minds of, of, of individuals in this place, Father, anything that um, you are doing in people's lives, I pray, Lord God, that you just come and, and, and cement that and, and, and bring the foundations to that, Jesus. I pray, Father God, for anyone who's maybe battling this morning or has got an issue or who doesn't quite understand what it looks like to follow Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you reveal yourself to them today. And Father God, I pray ultimately that we will know and find the truth in and through you in 2021, in our lives, in our situations, in our families, in our workplaces, in all the things that make us who we are. I pray, Father God, you will help us to navigate what it means to find truth today with you. So Lord, bless us, I pray. Be with us all as we kind of head off and go into the rest of our days into, into this new week ahead. Praise in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Amen.